0: And welcome back to the Curiosity Chamber. This is Season 3, Episode 5. And with me today is a comedian who's making some serious noise. She's open for Jeff Foxworthy and most recently, David Spade. She's coming in real hot. With me today is Catherine Blanford. What's going on, Catherine?
1: Hello, hello. Nothing much. Just uh, coming at you from my bedroom. I just finished a... Show he actually luckily I was here in Atlanta for the first time in three weeks, um, and yeah, it, you know what? No matter how much you pop off, uh, when you're in the business of stand-up comedy, you can be humbled very, very quickly. <laughs> what do you and, mean by that? What happened? Oh, it was fine. It was a fine show, but it was you know you're like you've yeah you I've been doing theater shows and packed out shows and up in New York and. You know, sometimes you do a Sunday five PM show on Father's Day, and clearly, everyone in there hates their father, or they just <laughs> oh got into God. a fight, um, and they just weren't feeling it. And that's how this business works. No matter how, uh, no matter how cocky you get, you will quickly be humbled. And that was today, and that's fine. That's how it goes.
0: Happy Father's Day! Shout out to all the fathers out there. How dare you? Sure, sure. So, are you from? The Atlanta area or do you wh- – wh- where are you located? Where are you Where are you from? Let's start there. Where are from you from?
1: From Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, grew oh, up there. Please, okay. Went to Catholic school. Went to all-girls Catholic high school. Hell yeah. Then I had to get out. I found some loophole and went to the University of South Carolina for um, – <laughs> what, what do you mean the, you found a loophole? I somehow found in-state tuition plus something and something. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I'd never – really thought about the university of South Carolina before I was thinking about going to college. I didn't even know what their mascot was. I just was like, I got to get out of Kentucky and, it's probably uh, an eagle
0: or something that seems common.
1: It's, it's no, it's the Gamecocks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Once you know it, you'll never forget it. Uh, yeah, I had to get out of Kentucky, went there, um, uh, studied a very random major. It was kind of the reason why I got in-state tuition. Cause the, Nobody was studying this major. It was called sport and entertainment management. Um, No, it was actually really cool. It was it's like the business of um like like major tours. It's it's all the um, it's kind of like the logistics. Like a a lot of people go into working for venues. Like I was on the venue side once I graduated, um, and that's what I did. Once I graduated, I worked for the PGA, and then I worked at the Orlando Magic's arena and then i came up to atlanta for a smaller venue and then i started stand up comedy I and gonna, i quit that's,
0: that's one of the big questions is when like did you always know that you wanted to be in stand up
1: no i didn't i didn't even watch it growing up like i oh my we God. Weren't like a comedy family we didn't stay up late and watch saturday night live or anything like when i when well, i what the hell i don't know when I, I i was in college and i read a book called uh live from new york and it's uh, a book about the beginning um, of Saturday Night Live, and they have a lot of. It's really mm-hmm. just interview. I think the same author did um, one for Sports Center, called Live for something else. Anyways, it was really cool book, and I was, I was like, oh, I, that was my my introduction into comedy. It wasn't even actual comedy. It was a book. You, I wasn't watching Saturday Night Live clips on YouTube or anything. So would you um, go to open mics
0: and just no. kind of the waters and see what's up?
1: i I had it in my head for so long for years, and then uh, like two years after college, I'd moved to Atlanta. I took I asked I think it maybe have been my birthday or Christmas present. I asked uh, f- my dad um, for a stand-up comedy class here in Atlanta. and that's, <laughs> right, that was yeah. my start. I took a class.
0: And how was the class? Would you recommend it? Like, does it actually help when you do that
1: stuff? No. Not at all. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, I would say this is what a class does. I, I was so I didn't even know what open mics were. Like I'm telling you, my favorite stand up comics when I started were Dane Cook and Aziz Ansari. Like oh, not yeah. knocking them, but just the most mainstream. You know, I didn't For know sure. I didn't know anybody else. I didn't know who Maria Bamford was. Um, to be fair, and, though,
0: Dane Cook was fucking hilarious when he yes. was new on the scene. Like yeah, so goddamn was, was funny. Booming. Yeah,
1: uh, but. I will say stand a class will teach you legitimately how to stand on stage, where to move the mic, to not, you know, fiddle with the mic cord. And it teaches you that you actually have to write to do jokes. You can't go up there and do, you know, you can't say memes and street jokes. But oh, beyond that, it's the the best way to learn stand-up is to actually just do it and keep doing it, keep doing it, and fail and fail and fail and fail and fail until you figure out. <laughs> slowly how to not fail
0: well for the for the classes as well did they give you opportunities to like would they recommend some stand-up some like uh some open mic nights or was that just all on your own you had to go search
1: um for i think did mine I, honestly my i mine i think didn't i think the club i was even at closed like six months after my oh, class just... ended uh you had an no. effect on that class. Yes, exactly. I <laughs> shut it down. Literally. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't even think they told they told us anything about. I think they maybe explained what an open mic was. Mine wasn't really as this realistic. This is a microphone.
0: This is a stage. I feel like I can do that. Get yeah. Paid, yeah. Paid what? Yeah.
1: Can- they did teach us about kind of joke structure, which helps a lot. Cause I think a lot of, I, I still to this day, I'm, I think I'm getting close to moving away from it, but I'm still hosting some mics at clubs now. The money is good. Okay. Back off.
0: Is it uh, really good? Is it?
1: It's fine. It's fine for, you know, a Monday night gig. Beautiful. Uh, and you know, you can still, it's still an open mic, so you can work out your own stuff. But mm-hmm. I will see a lot of comics go up there and, the only thing they're doing is just mimicking their favorite comic, which is fine to start out. But to start I think, up, yeah. yeah, but a, a class teaches you joke structure and different kind of jokes, and you know, a callback and the rule of three and a storytelling versus one liners okay. versus okay. an act out. Yeah. And uh, it's good to like be able to uh, to be exposed to all the different ways of, of writing, so that you can kind of find your own voice and what you enjoy. This, the structure that you enjoy the most, and which comes most naturally to you, it's such a stressful environment.
0: It seems like stand up. It's a what? It, it seems like a stressful environment. Just whenever you're about to perform, are you nervous as fuck?
1: Or uh, is not I, anymore. I'm going
0: away, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean the first year, yeah. I mean, if you put a feather in my mouth, I would have puked every second <laughs> before going on stage. During stage, when I was about that. to get off, I would just chug. I don't whatever alcoholic drink was near me before and after because I, <laughs> so I didn't grow up. America. Yeah, I didn't grow up a theater kid or anything. I wasn't used to being on stage. I swear, yeah. the first year, I think I heard Whitney Cummings say this when I first started. Like, the first year, it's not about being good or developing your jokes it's literally about how to get be used to being on stage just just standing there and talking with nobody else around you um but yeah i mean after that you get used to that after a while and then it, you know that comes second nature the only time i ever get nervous now is is if there's stakes writing on the show and if like there's people podcast? watching that matter huh
0: like this podcast
1: Yes, yes. So I can hear true. it in
0: your voice. You're nervous as hell. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this was a big one. I prepared uh, – I have notes everywhere right now.
0: Me too. The order – actually, for the listeners out there and for you too, the order of operation is usually – it's open for David Spade, Curiosity Chamber with me, and then next you'll probably be on Joe Rogan's podcast, and then right. you get a one-hour – special on netflix
1: correct right right well and then you do get canceled somewhere in between there right 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 right. Mm -hmm. the separate
0: package as well which is pretty Mm -hmm. nice right so So i see you you your instagram you're traveling all over the place lady Mm
1: -hmm. yeah uh, that's that's the biz
0: my god i have to travel tomorrow for work to colorado and i'm like exhausted just thinking about it i'm only there for two days every every day i see you posting some shit that you're in a new city a new state and you're driving and you're bringing your seatbelt with you
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah uh i did i was in this weekend i actually only had one out of town date this weekend i was in florida and uh but yeah i mean it's i i mean sometimes it's fun you love it because you know you you I, I do love being in a hotel room by myself. That's amazing. Not being a, having nothing to do but chill in a hotel room during the oh, day. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. <sharp> inhale> love inhale> it. Love riding by myself. Uh, but it does get very lonely. And the travel days are exhausting. I For some reason, I will always save money. And the cheapest flights are your 6 a.m. flight. So you're getting up at 4 a.m.
0: That's what time and, my flight is tomorrow.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, you should be in bed right now. Uh, I should, I should uh, and it I'm messes you up right for a ahead. whole day yeah mm-hmm. and then uh, the whole the whole this whole gig is is traveling so I mean y- yeah it's part of it your sleep pattern is messed up sometimes you you have to wake up at 4 a.m you fly till 9 a.m and then you're sleeping from 10 to four and then you wake up and go to do shows um, yeah that's part of it
0: that's crazy yeah that's crazy. you love it though like people love it, it oh it's you get a, i mean a thrill from it's it like, or you what do you get a thrill from it? The lifestyle.
1: I'm I'm a, I'm it's, I would, I would call it an addiction. Addiction. I mean, we, you sacrifice having a family and being around loved ones and friends for this. (laughs) Uh, It's definitely an addiction. Some would say Mm -hmm. unhealthy addiction. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's what I live for. I love it. I mean, every, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm like a worker horse though, so I I have am constantly, that in my notes.
0: I have yeah. that. It says that you are a worker horse.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. As I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm always writing. I'm always trying to develop material or working on is it editing a clip or 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 you know working on a, a show idea or something. Um, but, but the best thing about this business is there's never you know, like there's there's always some kind of level you can rise. to to get so there's never stopping you you never like peter out somewhere
0: yeah when when you're on the road do you how do you sleep do you sleep well or do are you do not sleep well because i know when you're in foreign places and it you might be different because you're on the road so much but most people when they're on the road since it's a, a foreign place you you don't sleep as well. Like you're always kind of awake because it's, it's a new place and you know, just like your biology says something's wrong. I'm not not in my bed. So I got to mm-hmm. stay alarmed a little bit. Do you get that at all? Or do you No, you're so
1: good? exhausted. You just sleep <laughs> at any moment that you, I, I can I've mastered sleeping with my, with my head up propped up in an airplane oh, seat. Geez. Like I'm, I'll sleep at any point in time. I'll sleep at 3 PM.
0: Like an old to, man.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, you, you're so tired. You, you you can't help it. There is no room for. This isn't my bed. I can't sleep. You will never no. sleep then. And you have to. And I mean, you got to have energy to to go out there and perform at night. So you ha- you got uh, you got to. You sleep wherever you possibly can. I mean, yeah, the yeah. the back of the Uber cars that I've slept in. That's the true. amount of snoring that my poor Uber drivers have heard.
0: I'd imagine you're, you're a snorer, huh?
1: I, yes, absolutely. Oh, if your head, I, like, cocked back,
0: you're going to snore like.
1: <laughs> yes, and I'm always stopped up, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, a deviated septum.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure.
0: Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. So, I've been eating these edibles, like, because I, my sleep pattern has been a little off, so I got these nighttime edibles because it's legal in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And
1: <laughs> Rub it in, right?
0: I keep waking up at 3 a.m. and just, like, eating everything in my Like cabinets, it's a real problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why don't you? uh, Why don't you handcuff yourself to the bed? Oh, I didn't even think
0: about that. That's good.
1: There you go. Well, who do I
0: give the key to? Um,
1: that's tough. uh, Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe you just. I have a front desk lady. There you go.
0: So you call in the morning.
1: Yeah, and you say, "Wake your sweet. Don't let your sweet prince up until the sun (laughs) arises." Prince. Yeah.
0: But yeah. If I have to pee, I'll just piss on myself. I don't care. I don't care.
1: Put a bucket next to you. Listen. You, mm. you, you, you Tips gotta, and you tricks. Gotta, yes. Look, I've I've been. I've been uh, You've been there. Yes. Don't don't get up and eat. This is we ain't got no time. We, the world is about to end. Only the fittest are going to survive. The
0: world is about to end. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: There's
0: one thing after the next, and you just can. You don't give a fuck. You're just on the road like killing it.
1: Because I I we you. don't we don't have a lot of time left. So do what you want to do now.
0: What's on your bucket list? Do you have anything that you wanna do?
1: <clears>
0: before <throat> um, the world ends in two weeks?
1: I would love to do a world tour.
0: That's gonna uh, be tough in two weeks.
1: I know. I know. So I just I gotta get over to Singapore at some point. <laughs> um, obviously I want an hour special on TV. I'd love to do it late night. I, I'm gonna I have to write my own show, obviously. I've got to start yeah. on my own show. Um, You know, I, I, um, that's. I mean, is yeah, everything
0: revolved around, around comedy for you, or is there anything absolutely <laughs> just comedy and horses?
1: Yes, yeah. I'm actually working on that very thing right now. Is a, a horse, horse girl, girl segment? Yeah, a oh, little shit. I a don't little like online horses. show. I'm you not do not fan, like horses? Not
0: well, I don't like things that have bigger Abdullah Oblongatas than me. So that's why I, I hang out alone often.
1: They're the most, they're so majestic. They're, I mean, how do you, how do you not like a horse?
0: Yeah. They had, my dad almost fell off one when I was still in his love sack. So I think like that.
1: Well, here's, 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 this is what I'm saying. Then get, get off a horse, you know, who didn't ask you to get, on top of them, that horse. That horse wasn't like, I, wait, I can't wait to wake up every day and have a large adult man sit on top of me and demand that I move. So you know what? That was your dad's fault, okay? That, don't get on right. the horse then. Jesus, I
0: should get him on the podcast. You need to sit his ass down and tell him. Exactly. It's not the horse's fault. It's not yeah. my fault.
1: I'm like the kind of horse girl that I just want to watch him run free.
0: Oh, you don't ride them?
1: No, oh no! I'm also by the way, like this is the show idea I'm working on. I'm a horse girl that truly does not actually know shit about horses, <laughs> um, and it's just me learning. <laughs> about horses. I'm I'm very much the like Lisa Frank uh, kind of horse fan. Like I think that they all grow horns at some point and fly away. Oh so I think, shit! You know, I pretty I, I in my head they're all unicorns. I don't I really love I don't I've never actually worked with them as actual um farm animals before.
0: So in school growing up were you one of them horse girls?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I it's was. It's a real thing.
0: It, that is definitely a real thing. When I was in it had to have been second or third grade and I don't know why this file is being unlocked right now. I've I haven't thought about this in forever, but her name was shout out if you're listening, Shannon crumb
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> What's her name? It sounds like a horse girl name.
0: It looked like she was rolling in hay and, you know, running around before school but yeah she uh her shirts were always they always had horses on them every sweatpants Mm -hmm. and sweatshirts with horses on them always yeah long hair like a mame
1: yeah yeah i mean it's like when i'm telling you i i don't know what it is it's some kind of like Spiritual connection horses and and a young girl have I don't know what it is about the horse I think it may be the close relationship ship to the the unicorn ish but like when a gr- when a young girl fixates on horses it becomes her whole identity and like that's her religion is horses. And to me, I mean, I was still playing it on the playground at too old of an age with my friends, and I I could see that my I had a brother that was two years older, and they would be at recess the same time as me. And I remember his girlfriends, I, I could see him staring and giggling, and so you would kind of just you guys would you, we would start to hide our horse ways, like we'd be like walk normal, walk normal, walk normal, but but that's but that like, We would get close to each other, would be like, mm-hmm, then, you know, we give a little. <laughs> we get a little whinny to each other just so we know uh yeah but and then and then when we got behind closed doors you know it was on all fours you, you know oh, bucking geez. and rearing uh but yeah i mean i don't know it, it's not every girl that that gets the the bug but if you whatever kind of like horse girl bug that there is i don't i, I would love to hear the the biological explanation of why girls seem to be so obsessed with horses but i was definitely one of them for a long time
0: i got to uh, keep an eye on my nieces my brother has two girls and obsessed with horses obsessed Mm -hmm. they may have gotten that bug
1: yeah no they did do they ride
0: though no they don't
1: Okay, see, then they're going to be like me. They're going to be the weird ones. Because I was the one that didn't ride. So I – it was truly I, – I had, we had to get our fixation out by being horses for each other. And that's when it turned kind of weird because, you know, I mean, eventually you're older and, like, you're like, well, do you want me to give you a piggyback ride? It's the only way that <laughs> we can have a, a baby horse around here. And, um, the, yeah, they're 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 fine. They're going to develop thick skin. They're going to have an awesome personality. Yeah. They're gonna be fine, but they're gonna, they're gonna go through moves. a really, really, really awkward stage.
0: Some people grow out of it, and some don't. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I, I would say I'm definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have definitely grown out of it. Um, there are some ones, but eventually, if you're, if you don't grow into out your of room,
0: it, and it's just a shrine you, of horses, and
1: <laughs> at that point, I would hope you would have your own horses, right? Like you. At that what you own a, a barn acceptable. and a stable, yes. That would
0: be acceptable. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would be fine with that. But if you're still like a horse fanatic, but you just you live in a high rise in the city, and you're just that's weird, you know. <laughs> if it's weird
0: for you, it's 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 weird for everybody. That's for yeah. damn sure. Since you're yeah, a I think horse they, then you're getting
1: into like furry territory, and that's that, that's a whole different subject that I I don't I haven't done enough research on, and I won't do enough research on it
0: you haven't done it before you, you haven't been curious
1: no no not a at furries? all yeah. no i just i had just found out i was going to a show in Asheville, and we were i guess there was like a furry convention or meetup oh, yeah. or whatever they call um and i was like what are those giant pokemon doing over there and they were like those are furries and i was like what does that mean and um I that was my first introduction to, into furries, and I have also learned uh, my lesson. I'm don't don't mess with the furries either. So I'm not. Oh, shit. all I'm saying, all I'm saying is what you happened? do you boo. No, they're just uh, they they can get very defensive, rightfully so. So it's just a, that's a lifestyle I don't know. Like about.
0: legitimately, do they piss all over things? Like this is my territory, motherfucker.
1: I mean, listen, if you're gonna if you are paying somebody enough to to build you a giant furry neon green leopard dragon suit that you walk around in every day. I'm so curious. You're not gonna you're you're not gonna be chill with people li- laughing at you either. Like you're gonna attack.
0: <laughs> you got to you kind of have to expect that. I'd imagine if you're doing that, you yeah. know something's not completely right.
1: Yeah. But
0: at the same time from from my point of view, I'm kind of curious.
1: Yeah, I just you need to like, get a furry on here.
0: Are there document? Oh, that is
1: yeah. I think there is a documentary. Yeah, I'm about to speak uneducated about this, but I'm pretty sure there is a documentary about it. Somebody told me, uh, and it gets kind of political. I've I've heard, and I think that there's like there's like a, a, a there was a divide in in the furry community. Oh
0: Jesus, we can't yes. do anything nowadays without some political stuff coming up, can we? Can't even um, dress like a fucking horse. Or a lizard man,
1: a duck. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not there. Just so you know, I was just. I've been getting in tune with my childhood. like my uh, lately, and that's what I've been talking about on stage. So I, I had to dive back into my personal <laughs> ways. But I have since moved on.
0: I'm just so curious if they're if if it's a sexual thing, like an orgy. Like, are they swingers?
1: The furries I have heard that they there are uh, holes in their costumes. I think that's like the cliche thing that everybody says but yes I've heard that that I, that, that get- may that actually might be what I was talking about with the divide like there's some that are just like we just kind of enjoy being animals and there's others that are like no we're doing we're doing the real animal thing here <laughs> And there's there's like fish. a difference
0: If they have sex then the baby doesn't come out an animal're probably like yes. super. Upset.
1: That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, is yeah. there a tail? Tell me there's a tail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So the next podcast, I will definitely be doing some research and inviting one of them. That was a good idea. Thank you. Thank you. You, you can them. send me an invoice if you'd like. For sure. For, for sure.
1: That. I mean, I was going to do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay.
0: Well, keep it cheap. Mm. Do you go to the the gym at all?
1: Yes. I love the gym. You it's do. By- yeah, okay. it's my uh it's my like mental health break. I I enjoy it. like half my my Instagram page, it's actually the explore page now since my horse girl bit has come out. People do send me a bunch of horse girl videos, so half of it is horses, a little bit of dogs, and then most of it is weightlifting form tips and exercises and everything else I'm, do you do I'm, it at home
0: or do you go to an actual gym
1: i go to an actual gym and i love like working out really hard i, I usually i'm in there for two hours so it's really hard with my schedule i don't get to yeah. go as much as i would like and it, it does make put me in a mood if i don't get to go very yeah. often yeah um, you, but it, it seems is like you have
0: yeah. an addictive personality kind of like yeah
1: myself. how can you tell right? yeah
0: yeah i'm the same way
1: hmm Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) But the the reason why i was asking about the gym and that's cool i go to the gym too and it is it really is like such a big stress relief and if you don't go you feel like shit and feel like Mm -hmm. you let yourself down but at the gym there's just seems like there would be so much material for comedy there i see some crazy shit all the time
1: yeah. I guess you're right. I guess I never, yeah, you're right. Open
0: your eyes. You if Especially if you go out of state and you just get like a one week, not even to work out, just go there to look at people or a Walmart.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm go, I, I go to a, a LaFit, an LA fitness.
0: A LaFit. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: mm. And there's definitely the gym nuts there. But you yeah. know, I have yeah. this, I have a I don't know. In my back of my head, I'm like, I don't want to do the cliche bits. A lot of people have gym bits and airplane bits, and I'm just maybe if something very specific happens to me, I will write a bit about it. I do do most of my stuff is storytelling, but I'm I can't go to the gym and write a gym bit only because it's done so much.
0: It's done a lot, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's there's a lot of material there, so it makes sense because it's like. It's just so surreal, some of this shit I see. Like, I was just telling my friend the other day. I was working out, and this kid, he was probably, like, 15 or 16, and it's a packed gym. Just rips off his fucking shirt and starts flexing. Just starts oh, flexing, yeah. like, no shame or anything. Like, it was, oh, yeah. it was kind of remarkable.
1: There's so much of that. But, yeah. the, but at the end of the day, I'm like, dude, if you feel good about yourself, feel good about yourself. I mean – uh, people are doing that in all different forms. No, people aren't taking off their shirt and flexing every day. But there's, you best <laughs> believe, there's not a, a car window reflection I'm not checking myself out in. There's not a puddle I'm not checking myself out in. But listen to like, that.
0: You're doing it discreetly.
1: Yeah, I don't care, dude. You if you're your feeling shirt yourself, up you feel yourself. You're like
0: motherfucker.
1: Go <laughs> for all, it.
0: I'm all jacked up on Rhino HGH and horse testosterone. Yes.
1: Get get after it. Good for you. I know how hard it is to get to that point. So if you're getting to that point to, where right. you enjoy the way your body looks, good for you. Go for well, it. Did you
0: work out all the time or is it just recent?
1: Uh yeah. I I mean I've always gone to the gym. Probably in the past six months have I gotten I changed up my like the my uh gym routine and got much more into weightlifting like i was doing much more hit workouts before yeah, yeah i was never yeah. like a class person i was I always go myself but uh-huh. now it is i'm much much more i have like a very sh- a stricter routine yeah. with weightlifting and like focusing on back days and glutes oh. and um, oh. you know so listen to you i know i know <laughs> uh, i still don't exactly know what i'm doing but that's that's what instagram explore is for
0: you're right. There's so much and YouTube. You can learn anything. The exactly. um the, the hardest thing about weightlifting, I would say, is not even the weightlifting, it's the diet. Yeah. So a betting. question of mine to you is how how is your eating habits when you're on the road? That seems like it has to be very tough. Yeah. It is
1: it straight. is rough. I I've I'm, I'm a I'm a i i am ai am ai start every year out with a whole 30. 30 is a whole thirty. And then I try and like do, do a a whole 30-esque diet. Like I try and do greens, veggies, um, chicken, tuna, or turkey or something. Oh, kind you of fish. are healthy. Oh yeah. But bah, but you know, uh, I'll yeah. put some brown rice in there. Um, uh, but then every now and then, I mean, the, the I'm gonna have a bowl of chocolate ice cream. I don't know. I'm not no, no. the healthiest, I but it. I do try. Like when I was in Florida, I I'll go out of my way and spend more money on uh, you know, a, a veggie chicken meal, then I don't know. I, I, I like, I do enjoy eating healthy. I don't, I, I have a lot of food guilt. So like, I hate eating a pizza and then feeling pissed off about it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go out of my way to find a healthy meal if I can. But, and I ever- also always, I, like, I am constantly eating. It, that sounds weird, but like, I'll, I'd rather have like Smaller, you know, a salad with chicken every three, eight, four hours. So that, because yeah. if I get really hungry, first of all, I'm going to jail because I get so mean. I will oh, kill somebody. Jesus. And, uh, and then I'm like I my also friend
0: Christine's lurch. new baby. She's a year yes. old and all, all she does is eat. And when she yeah. doesn't eat, she turns into baby Godzilla. Watch do, out.
1: That's me. That's me. That's so hard. I have to constantly be eating.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you feel pressured? Like maybe it's, it's more guys um but if you're out with a group of friends and you're at like a wing place or something will you dive into those wings or will you go out of the way to get something healthy healthy
1: oh no i'll go i'll go ham on some wings yeah. to me i'm like oh, i'll go as a protein sure there's a sugary sauce <laughs> on it we'll get I'm gonna get. no to i'll go it. ham on some wings i i, I say i enjoy eating healthy but i also love food, and I'm also like, you gotta live your life, like I said, the world's ending. if everybody's having wings, I'm having wings
0: everybody eat wings. we have two goddamn weeks left that's what I'm saying Don't yeah. be so strict exactly. dress up like an animal, go have sex and go eat like the dickens
1: damn straight
0: too, just yeah pet horses that's cool. fries
1: fries or potatoes that's a vegetable
0: what's your uh what is your favorite dish? And I don't want to hear some healthy shit. I want to hear like.
1: Oh, pasta something. for sure. Oh, yeah.
0: Pasta. Pasta
1: with white, like a white creamy. Alfredo. Salt. Uh, But I mean, not Alfredo. But, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Look at this. <laughs> so no. offended.
0: Holy shit. Did I just become a bit?
1: Yeah. So, I, I mean, not- Alfredo, I don't even know what they're saying. Yeah, I don't know what the sauce is, but I don't want to. I don't want to know it's Alfredo. Maybe it is Alfredo. I don't want to know. Name it something else. Give it some like very Italian name, and yeah, I'll, well then I'll love it. Whatever pasta comes <laughs> in that white creamy sauce, that's what I want, and then Parmesan cheese on top. That's oh, that's I love the dream. Parmesan cheese. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. That's
0: good. It's good yeah. answer. It's good answer.
1: Thank
0: you. Okay, I have to ask you about um, audience. And you're writing jokes. This has always been fascinating to me, and I'm kind of curious: does does the audience kind of dictate what jokes you use, you know? Or like mm. when you're working on material, does like the audience sensitivity play a factor
1: in what you're writing? No, I mean, I'll be lying if I do, if I would say certain audiences I'm like okay this bit that I don't usually do yeah mm-hmm. I'm going to do it here cuz I know it'll work here um if it's a woman heavy crowd there's usual bits that you, you kind of retire bits and you're like all right I'm moving on to other shit stuff but yeah if it's a if it's a a, a more you know uh blue collar crowd or a woman heavy crowd there are bits I will bring back if, especially if I okay, if I have a longer set, if I've got a thirty minute set, I've got right. time to play, I've got time to move around. I'll bring back some uh, some older bits. Is it pandering a little bit? Sure, whatever we all do it. But I'm always trying to grow and improve and, and expand my um, portfolio of jokes and, and and continuing to write and make my jokes better. And so every show I do. I I'm, I'm, have something new I'm working on, something new I'm trying out. Uh, so I'm always, no matter what, like I, cause I'm like, it's a waste of time. If not, you're not growing, you're not getting better. You're right, yeah, Just doing the sure. same shit over and over again. So sure, I mean, if I have room, I will throw in some old stuff that's, that's cliche to that audience. But if I don't have the room, I'm just, I'm doing the stuff that I wanna work on.
0: I gotcha, okay. Yeah, it, it seems <laughs> it seems stressful. It seems like, um, and I know you said it's not because you've done it, but I don't want to take away from it because I'm sure it still is no matter how many times you do it. Like you, you want to do well, right? So of course you kind of feel nervous because you want to do so good. But when you get on stage, is there a moment that you try to read the crowd, like after the first kind of joke and see how it goes? And then from there, you'll pick out what bits you're going to do or is it... Like you kind of have a game plan going into it.
1: Um, I always have a set list before I go up.
0: Okay, yeah. So
1: I'm always. Uh, I'm yeah. Uh, I will. I mean, I, I also love crowd work, and I I love playing with. Oh, dogs, you do. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm always
0: Yeah.
1: Oh no, I love it. I mean, it's <laughs> it's honestly, I I say this a lot. Like, I mean, learning how to do crowd work at the beginning is really hard. Once uh-huh. you have. Once you have figured it out though, crowd work then honestly becomes kind of a crutch because you can go in between bit and sometimes your bits don't have to be that strong because you you've you're do, you're doing crowd work in between and and making fun of the person or or, or making fun light of something in between but it's actually that to what turns out that bit actually isn't even that strong because then yeah. all of a sudden, you you know, you're asked to do it on a showcase show or you're asked to record it for something and you can't rely on there's no crowd work alo- allowed. All of a sudden that bit uh, on its own isn't good because you're relying on the crowd work in between. So I think uh, honestly, to me, sometimes I- I'm like, don't I-, I love doing crowd work. I love it's so fun to me. If I'm really trying to sharpen up something, I will have to force myself not to do crowd work. Oh, and do I want to? Yes, I'm dying to, but I've, it's a discipline thing to be like, nope, you got to test out this bit without without any help. And yeah, so I don't know what you. I lost you. What your question? I think was. you answered
0: all of them okay. and the <laughs> questions that I had. Like moving forward, so we can just end the podcast there.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I uh, I tend to just like to answer my own questions. Here's my question. I think you should have asked, and that's kind of how. <laughs> that's I what
0: it I is. figured as much. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. all right, cross that off. You answered mm-hmm. that. Answered mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Heesh. Yeah, that's it. It seems like a uh, mental karate when you're out there for sure. Which is cool. Do you partake in that? Like any kind of jujitsu or karate or no anything along those mm-hmm. lines?
1: No, I do not. Um, you're just, you're no, mentally just, sharp,
0: though. Which? Uh,
1: you- yeah, I think I. have I mean, I do think I'm. I. Uh, I don't. I. I don't know. What the... I do. I love a challenge. Like I love growing. I love. I don't ever like to be stale. I don't. I. I. I, ch- I need a challenge all the time. You were always uh, and like that. Comedy is my challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And I. I'm a bit of a. Um, I don't know. I'm not really type A on a lot of stuff, um, but I like to, because I, I don't mind failing. I actually enjoy failing. Um, well, that's how you learn, right? You yeah, understand yeah what and works I fail and a what lot. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, my I, the way I work with my material at top, I I like I like to go. I like to have a bit and just have. I mean, I like to. I have everything I could ever think of. To, to have a bit or a story or a premise, throw it out there and talk about it very loosely. And it like, it always is failing in the beginning. And then slowly I start to whittle it down and I find the gold nuggets and the pieces and I, oh, yeah. and I chisel it into like what it is. But my material has to fail. In the beginning, like I, I, I'm fine with it. I'm okay. I'll just go and I'll just talk at open mics and talk it out, and then figure out. Okay, this is this, this is this, this is this, and it finally so at some point it turns into this fine tuned little chunk of words. Uh, but I'm okay with failing. I think that's it. I, I, I genuinely enjoy a challenge, and I enjoy it being hard, and I enjoy being like, God, I can't. I know that this bit is going to be good at some point. I've got to figure it out. I got to keep writing on it.
0: Would you so say like this is, is my, it,
1: this is my like karate. This is my, <laughs> sure, that's what I
0: was getting at for sure. Yeah. Cause that's what it, like the way you were describing it brought right. It brought me right to like a karate or jujitsu or wrestling, just like the mm-hmm. way you're able to like, like water, move with it and adapt to it yeah. and kind of change some things and then like you said you find those golden nuggets and then bam all of a sudden you have this perfect piece but it wasn't wasn't there from the start you had to work oh, yeah. at it and fail and
1: fail and yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'm always it's beautiful like I, yeah I, I just it's so funny like oh n- no matter new comics in the scene you know they they'll see you as as a as a successful comic you know and then you'll go up there at an open mic and well, yeah, sure. I'll bomb all the time. I don't give a shit. And they'll come up afterwards, and you know, they'll kind of look at look at you like smug, like, sick. I had a, You're yeah, sick. I had a, I had a better set than you, ha ha ha. And I look at them, I'm like, oh, with the same joke you've been doing exactly, for six yeah. months.
0: Well, Of course, you fucking mastered it. You've been doing yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm like, years. oh, you
1: don't even know comedy yet because you don't right. even know what it's like to work something out and keep and keep at it until it's good. And it's just, it's funny to yeah to just watch people you understand that like failing is so much part of what this whole art is
0: for the most part are most comedians supportive i had, like with anything like of course there's gonna be people that are not in your corner but for the most part would you say it's mostly supportive people
1: it's a, it's a weird it. it's not it's very gray there because because of what the beast is stand up comedy is it's subjective but everybody is out to rise and when you get something it's very exciting yeah. when your friends get something it's very very exciting but a lot of times what that means is that you didn't get it <laughs> um and not all the time not all the time a lot of times it's just so dope to watch your friends rise and go but it there there's always that feeling and and some people are gonna lie to you and be like no i just i love watching my blah blah they're lying <laughs> to you there's always Goddamn a liar. feeling in the back of your head like shit like why didn't i get that or how do i get oh, of that course.
0: that's because you're competitive or whoever's yes. doing it is yeah i mean if you're doing
1: guy. this you're competitive
0: <laughs> it sounds like it yes, yes.
1: and, and yeah. a lot of the times since comedy is so subjective it's not it's not track and field where you're you were just the fastest person you got to the finish line first comedy is always this person decided that i was the best then and it's a it's a hard pill to swallow a lot because somebody's like i had a better set i obviously the crowd had a better reaction but you know whoever's judging whatever thing is happening decided against it so it's it's a hard it's hard because it's always it's it's subjective
0: do you think that uh, from like what i've seen? Over the past years, because I love comedy. D- do girls have a harder time on the scene than the men do? Because when a woman comes out, like what, what I see personally is like men become kinda standoffish and you have to win me over.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's it's that's the battle women face going on stage against the crowd. I think it's a for whatever reason how how our society society has the, it's like a, a subconscious thought That's as bullshit, soon as a woman stands sure. out on stage it's like everyone's subconscious eyes roll and they're like oh here's a woman who thinks that she can do she can be funny and it's like our it's already a barrier that you have to fight against um, that, that I think sometimes a man just, d- it doesn't, it's not, it's, it's all those yeah. men are insecure, And it doesn't matter sure. what it's, it's a thought that it's a prejudice that, that yeah. is there before you even say your first word. It is. Uh, yeah. It's so, bullshit. Some yeah. of the
0: funniest people I know are women for sure. Like hands down. Hilarious. Yeah.
1: And it's, and it's also like, no matter what you say, they're going to roll your eyes and be like, that's such a woman thing to say. You can't be, you can't be dirty. God forbid you're dirty. Or it's like women can only be dirty or women Ugh. only talk about women <laughs> things or, and God forbid you are a woman that talks about woman things. God forbid. Cause then it's all of a sudden like, how dare women talk about women things? We're men. We don't want to hear about it. Well, guess what? That's all the comedy was that we ever listened to was just dudes talking about dudes saying, God forbid you're a woman who Ali Wong went out there and did a did a special being pregnant yep. and then all of a sudden Amy oh, Schumer yeah. did it and it was like, nope, you can't do it. You copied Ali Wong. No, you're a woman oh, who had oh, a baby. Shit. You can also be yeah. pregnant too. Like <laughs> it's just allowed. right. It's like yeah. it's like, oh, we're denied being able to talk about our own experiences in our own lives. God forbid that we uh, like you know uh don't relate to every man on the planet kind of thing it's just it, that's what it is i mean i love the is, different it,
0: perspectives yeah. like a, a woman's life is going to be completely different than a man's life and i love to hear the different perspectives like people should be open-minded as fuck when it comes to this stuff it's comedy it's good for the soul like yeah. who gives a fuck who's doing it
1: uh, yeah, I mean it and it, it's I mean and it's more than just women that experience d- different things but it mm-hmm. is it's it is frustrating um because to like you as a woman you you f- have to feel like you have to fit into this certain box like you're not just funny you well we have we already had a woman that did that this year yeah, so you can't have another one for yeah. sure. So and this is what it is.
0: Yeah, but I, I think you're you're doing something about that. You're breaking a lot of barriers from... Because you you have originality. I watch a lot of people, and you're very original. And I don't know if that's just how you are. Like, you don't give a fuck. This is me. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not trying to put on a facade. It's just who Catherine is. But whatever yeah. you're doing, it's it, it seems legit, and it seems like it's coming from... a a good place like a a place of authenticity for sure
1: well i I think just my style i mean what i what i i really i mean sometimes i beat myself up about it i just am a i'm a storyteller and i i just talk about personal experiences so and a lot of times i'm like i i gotta talk more about you know uh uh just being able to to comment on a uh, on a certain uh you know way of life or 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 uh, topical events or something like that. I don't do that. You know, I got to strengthen my writing to be able to do that. So yeah. I beat myself up a lot. But then I have to just be like, no, I could just be who I am. I could just be a storyteller. There's comics yeah, who, yeah, and the story- fans
0: will come. Kevin will Hart come. is a
1: storyteller. He said he all he does right. is, is talk about you know himself and stories, and he's not a political comic or anything. Or so mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think it's just different. I don't. I'm, I've never tried to. Be, tried to be something. I think I just, this is what came naturally to me and what, how I enjoy writing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I've never like consciously, I think sometimes yeah. I do say, I'll, I'll write, I'll write what I want to write, but I make sure it's, I'm not writing it because I've heard um, a, a story been like been told this way before. I've, I consciously am like, oh, you've heard a bit like this before. Let's not, it's not just because I think there's a, a thing of like um you hear something you don't remember that you've heard it, but you think mm-hmm. it's your original idea. And I'm I'm very conscious right, about not right, repeating right. things like that I think I've heard before. Yeah, premises you, I mean, wise not actual jokes.
0: Right, right. Are are a lot of comedians? Would you say that this is interesting? Have a persona, like a certain persona, when they go out and on stage, but when they come off stage, they're a completely different person.
1: Yeah. There's, there's some, there's some, and yeah. And I, I never knock it. I'm like, I For mean, sure. at the end of the day you're performing. It's just an So you just, whatever. Yeah. Uh, definitely some, um, I don't think it's as common that you're, they're a completely different person off stage than they are on stage. I do think yeah. some people are, it's a way to protect your energy that the, you, that maybe they give a lot on stage. But they can't. They they can't give all of that twenty four seven. So right before they go on stage in the green room, they're not. They're they're kind of they're n word. They're conserving. They're probably maybe looking over their notes. They're not the part. Life of the party at the in the green room, and then they go on stage and boom, like it's like a, a flip of a yeah, yeah. But I think that's not. I. It's not. Nobody. It's. They're not being fake. I think some people. It's just a way to you know, you, you have to save it for stage sometimes.
0: Yeah. So like driving, like you're on equal eco-friendly and then all of a right. sudden you're, you're on stage and like then you turn that off and you just exactly. all cylinders go.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's cool.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Do you think, um, cause I've been, I've been looking at your page and your fan numbers are like going up, which is crazy because, um, followers is like a type of currency. Like, Believe it or not, it's yes, it is what it is, right? But, um, love it
1: or hate it, and I, yeah. I do hate it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you, you hate it when you don't have it, I'll tell you. That. Do
0: you think that, um, like doing in person shows accumulates more new fans, or is it like a a social media presence that gets you more, more fans?
1: Oh, it's definitely social media. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, you, I mean, well, it just reach wise. I mean. Even if you did a theater, a huge theater, five thousand people,
0: but then when and they, a day in an done, hour, they tell their friends about it. That's what okay, that's, that's where my mind that's was. That's
1: maybe fifty thousand. You could have a a video go viral and it's twelve million views in two days. Like the, have you done the, that? Uh, yes, I think my face one don't tell clip on Facebook hit twelve million in not two days. It it, it might have been like four. 12 million, yeah, it's up to th- yeah, it's, it's higher than that now. I Holy so what I'm shit. saying, that the internet is <laughs> limitless. There's no you could do Madison Square Garden and still have more views than yeah. every in Madison Square Garden. I'm glad I time. asked that
0: question. The mix, yeah, that's bizarre. I didn't. I mean, I kind of had a feeling, but my mind was... I guess I was stuck in like old-school mode. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking.
1: No, think about how many people watch a Netflix... You put your Netflix special out. How many people have watched that in a week versus the the actual recording of the Netflix special? You know? There could be 200 people in that room.
0: So it's a good time for for comics, then. Would you Uh, say? Yes, I would
1: say it's a weird... Yes, it's good, but it's also hard because there's this idea of people are like oh put your stuff out put a clip out every day and i'm like that's that's my material i that joke that you saw for one minute <laughs> that took you. me yeah. four months to write
0: oh that and is now after, it's,
1: it's called burning your materials burn and it's frustrating because it's like i love that bit i still want to do that bit now i'm i'm I, I i'm insecure because i'm like i do it and i'm scared people are mm-hmm. like looking at their friends like we already heard this on the internet yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah. oh if I never put that on the internet I could have been doing that live for years I mean I, I mean I would hope I'd have new material after a while <laughs> but like it's a frustrating thing it's a good it's good and it's that's a
0: catch22 right there yes man. it's
1: very hard because sure keep put it keep pumping out your material all the time but like it, what then then it's done then your live show is just you're repeating everything that's already on the internet.
0: I guess it comes down to like what the individual's goal is. Like, yes, right? Like, do they yeah. want more followers, or do they want like what is it? Do you want to do a huge stadium? Or I-
1: yeah, I mean, my goal would be I just personally like I I don't want to put out all of my stuff on the internet. I, I'm I I would like to do it enough to I gain a following, and then I think you know eventually you may get a TV show or get something where you. Are your fans are engaged in something other than just watching your one minute real clips, and then you get to go tour and do an hour that people haven't seen on the internet in one minute intervals. Yeah, and then you know, and then then they watch it for a whole hour because it's on Netflix or whatever it's on. That's <sighs> the that's the ultimate dream.
0: That would be wild. That'll yeah. be wild. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. <laughs> You're a workhorse. It's, it'll happen. I mean, shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It has to happen. If you keep working at it, fuck.
1: Yeah, you're great, but for but- now, if you see me still putting clips out, which I am, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not there yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have any like pre games before you go on stage? Like I don't know, take a shot or like smoke a cigarette.
1: Uh no, I don't smoke. I uh, don't do shots. I I mean, I make a glass of wine or two. soda. You classy uh, bitch. Yes, the the drinks of the uh yeah the drinks of the white woman, but <laughs> for sure I no I mean I always have to have a set list I get my set list together, I mean this is not moments before on stage but I I've got to write that day and I've got to figure out the stuff that I'm working on and like maybe add some tags or whatever else like I, I want to have a game so you're plan. not not
0: doing any weird chants or anything like <clears throat> no <clears throat> no.
1: No, nah, yeah. I don't need it. No,
0: I would probably put like a, a lucky sock near my crotch for confidence and like good luck.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, they're going to notice that.
0: <laughs> no, do you, do you think they would for sure?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it'll fall Scratch out one day you'll never do it again.
0: Okay, thanks for the tip. You're, you've given me so many tips. I'm afraid to get my bill at the end of this. This was supposed to be fun.
1: Sorry. <laughs> now I'm just this stressed is, out because I got to no.
0: owe some money.
1: I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a blabber. It, it, but off stage all I do is, is blab, blah blab, talk, 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 talk. <laughs> um, so you didn't know what you were signing up for.
0: No, I didn't. do now. What was your, uh what was your high school experience like?
1: Uh, All Girls Catholic High School. It was a mm-hmm. blast. I, people are always like, oh, oh it must've been awful. So fun. That's cool. This is the best thing about it is that, it was all girls, and you had uniforms. So, it I I contributed a lot to the person I am now because we, like the the people that were, not necessarily like the people that people that maybe shined a lot in high school weren't necessarily like the most beautiful, put together, popular girl because it didn't matter. There was no, I mean, everybody's kind of sh- nobody's like. Okay, what am I trying to say? There's not a lot of trying to impress boys. So it was like, who's the funny one? Who's Mm -hmm. the goofy one? Who's the like interesting one? Those are the people that kind of shined in our high school because it wasn't about like keeping yourself pristine and put together and flirting and being the cute one for the boys. So it was just a cool, very eclectic high school where you were encouraged to be weird. I guess in a way uh and you weren't you weren't kind of felt like you had to 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 keep yourself like um you had to like lower yourself or dull yourself in any way. So, so it was a really cool high school experience.
0: So do you think that if you went to a school where there were boys and girls you would not be doing comedy, you wouldn't be the person you are today?
1: I don't I mean, it's interesting I know, that's a hard I question. It. I don't know. I think it was always kind of in me and I thought about it, but I definitely would say I wasn't whenever we were hanging out with boys and like, you know, in college. Ooh, I, I,
0: naughty. Yeah. Naughty.
1: Well, you weren't, you know, you acted a certain way. You didn't want to be the weird one. You know, you you wanted to be well, the desired the, one. The
0: all-girls schools, like, those girls are, like, usually the freakiest because they're put in a corner and, no, don't do that. That's bad. You shouldn't do that. That makes you want to do it even more.
1: Yeah, we weren't like that. It wasn't, the weirdest, The it was very, it was very feminist driven. And I think a lot of our teachers were like that, too, Uh so it wasn't, it wasn't, it was Catholic, but it wasn't um, strict in that way. You know, we had, we didn't even have mass. We would just have, uh, I we had like, we had, um God, we had like, I don't remember these actual classes were called, but they were literally about like your self-esteem and your strengths and what are your strengths? What do you want to do? It was, it was very, I don't know. I don't, I think it was a, it was a different high school experience. Did you like that class deep. though? Loved it. It was so cool. See, it was talked yeah, about. I, I
0: think your, so too. Because, yeah, like, reg-
1: yeah, BNFP. regular high
0: school, they don't teach shit like that. And yes. that's so much importance. There's so much value to that. It was Instead so of cool. taking a fucking woods class.
1: Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> God, what was it called? So we, we studied our Myers briggs our personality test. And it was yeah. talking about, yeah. like, if you feel like you struggle in these areas, this is why. You're not that you, you gravitate towards this more. And, like, it was a lot of that. Um, I don't. I don't know exactly what it was. God, what was it called? It doesn't matter. But yeah, it was a lot of that, and like we studied uh, the Seven Habits of a Highly Effective Teens. Like we, that was our class book. Wow. And it was, you know, it was like. How to how to better yourself? But yeah, I don't know. A it's lot so of people important. would say it was kind of what I thought it was. I it I, I, mean, I, I I'll scream it from forever. I'm like I I was so down with an all girls high school and the way that we they they we brought up it was brought up. It was really cool.
0: There's so much mental illness out there because people don't understand how to you know deal with it when they're going through things. And you guys yeah. actually had classes.
1: Yeah, you know?
0: like. I, I think I think yeah, that's the right way to do it. Yeah, our freshman
1: year, for sure. Our freshman year, first semester. I remember, it was it was very much a class on it was a very like self esteem and feelings, which was really important. And then mm-hmm. senior year, we took that. Uh, Highly like the the uh, personality tests and the the healthy habits and everything. So I think it was like a okay, you're about to go out into the world. Here's here's you know what you think about what you want to do. Here's how to deal with it, kind of thing. So yeah, it was very. I, I yeah, I don't I don't know if they do that now, but uh, like in do you normal know what your
0: your too. test showed you? Did it show you like what you were supposed to be when you grow up? <laughs> like
1: um, I think I'm pretty dealer. sure it was <laughs> ENFP, and I I think it was like. God, I don't remember like a realtor or a politician A realtor, all right. It, my my thing was called the campaigner. I Ooh. think I remember that. Yeah. Um I think I think maybe actor was in there too, which was funny. There we go.
0: So I don't know
1: <laughs> if comedian wasn't necessarily one of the categories. <laughs>
0: They would have been comedian.
1: Nobody, nobody wants their high school to to encourage their child to be a comedian. So,
0: <laughs> would you get? Oh, I got comedian.
1: Yeah, they, they, they're not yeah, asking kind of me back for career day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was something like that. I, who knows? I could be completely wrong. But, I wanted yeah.
0: to ask, like, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done for a guy? Because like when you're in school, you do a bunch of weird shit, but you went to an all girls. I mean, you were probably seeing some guys like outside of school, right?
1: Oh yeah, I, know. I had a boyfriend the whole time. Oh, okay. I mean it wasn't it wasn't weird they, uh, our the guys went to all guys Catholic high schools too. My brothers yeah. went to one. there were there was multiple ones. We were in Louisville, Kentucky, very Catholic. Um, so everybody's used to I mean you just hung out, you went to school, you went to practice and then you met up with your boyfriend, girlfriend, and then weekends you we did the same thing anybody else would do. You meet up, you we went to parties. So uh, is there anything like
0: drastic that you did for a guy that you look back at now and you're kind of like, wow, well, what the fuck was I thinking?
1: No, I never no. did. It wasn't. No, I also didn't. I didn't grow up in a very strict household where it was like, don't ever. Or, and so you so it was kind of like, well, my you know, my mom was my mom thought I was having sex even before I was having sex, you know, and she was she, they just kind of tried to talk to me about it. and be like, OK, this is, you know, make sure you're being smart which I think gave me the freedom to, to do it in a smart way without feeling like I've got to do it because I, I want to be rebellious. I think um, I'm
0: fucked up because I asked my friend the same question. He's like, I can't remember anything. And I have like a few stories that I did some dumb shit. Like at this one time at a roller rink when I was – I had to have been like 13 or 14. I, um I had these girls – they're like, you would look so much sexier if you just plucked all of your eyebrows. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I sat down. and they, they put, they, I have these nice thick eyebrows, and they plucked all of them out of my mm-hmm. head halfway down.
1: Yeah. I, I looked uh, ridiculous. Those girls were mean. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Where were you back then? You could have helped me.
1: Yeah, no, I I probably been doing it with them uh, because I mean if someone was gonna let us do that yeah, I would I would have done there. it. Yeah, look at the clown, uh, look at the clown. Yeah, no, I mean. <laughs> I don't know if I, I mean, I was also the kid that was always down to, to get a laugh or to get a joke. So if people were like, was
0: it supposed to be for a fucking laugh is supposed to make me look sexy.
1: Oh yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. They were just flat out mean and you, um, had low self-esteem, but that's fine. You were young. <laughs> you were a kid. That's, this is, you're supposed to do that stuff. I was doing anything
0: for ass back then. That was the yeah. problem. I was 13 and they full of hormones. didn't have any
1: ass back then also. Teeny tiny, no <laughs> hormones, right.
0: no yeah. hips. The flapjacks. Just right, correct.
1: Make them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I, yeah, I would say, I mean, maybe, may, I don't know. Maybe I, there was definitely, I mean, there was always the insecurities and <laughs> in wanting to impress boys, but it was never like, you know, I, I gotta, I got, I can't, I gotta, I gotta lose my virginity before college or I, I mean, I had well before that, but like, it was never, <laughs> it was never like, you, you your sexuality you super suppressed dude. or anything
0: yeah yeah that's good yeah so what do you think you would be doing if you were not following this uh this comedic journey You'd be doing some asmr you know what that is
1: yeah i love it uh, you do yeah i want to cook oh, yeah. you something
0: i want to cook you some oatmeal
1: yeah, I love the the girl. There's some girl. I think it's called Gentle Whisper, and she's always do. I can't, I'm blown away by her because she she takes on a, a new occupation every episode. She'll be like, we're uh, we're doing uh we're doing around a <laughs> hair salon, but she knows. So, and she and the camera doesn't cut, so she's just doing an hour of just this routine. And and like where oh, she'll Jesus. be like, we're going. We're an archaeologist, but she says stuff that like. You wouldn't just know in every comment day. Like a she professional really, is doing she it. she puts in research to everything she does. It, it, it I'm very That's impressed cool. by her. Yeah, um, I do love ASMR. So, I would not do that. I would be I, doing
0: ASMR. You know, maybe I, for would, sure. I
1: would. I don't know. I think I would be. I don't know. I, I I'd you have to be in it. charge somewhere <laughs> in perform. <laughs> but I hate. I will be. I I almost wrote a bit about this. I think I am gonna do this. Was this is my? I hate this question. No offense to you. This is I hate when when podcasters or interviewers ask a celebrity that question cuz it's in, their their answers are infuriating right? cuz it's always like what would you be doing if you weren't rich and famous? And they're always like- Are you mm. shitting on me right now? I would be- I remember Will Ferrell answering- Are you I on me Yes. And Will Farrell was like, I'd be a mailman. <laughs> I think that sounds so cute. And you know, there's just some mailman who's miserable out there so listening cheap. to that that's like, fuck <laughs> off. It's hot <laughs> as shit. <laughs> and I get my- I get dogs attacks every day. You and j- you head. think you rich little ass over there is thinking, oh, it'd be so cute to be a little mail- mailman. And I just, it's, I laugh every time I, I listen to, to celebrities so give that answer. It's
0: cool for me to ask you right now, but maybe in like two weeks after the world tour, I will not ask you that.
1: Yeah. No, don't. Cause I'll, I'll be like, I don't know what I'd be. Ugh, God, You what gave would me I a say? warning shot. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to be like, uh, I, I'll be, uh, uh maybe I'll uh, just volunteer. Was, I don't was know.
0: There a segue to it. There was a segue. I was going to okay. suggest something. All right. I was gonna Please. suggest OnlyFans.
1: Absolutely not. I would make listen, zero listen, money. They listen, would request you even
0: me. listen. They're okay. not even listening. You you don't have, you don't have to get naked and do weird shit. Like honestly, being a woman, you can probably just like I don't know, like shave the skin off of your feet or something and send it to some dude in I don't know rural Pennsylvania. Yeah, like, I need a
1: little bit bats, of a challenge. Of cash. I need some challenge. I don't know if you could tell by me, but I would get real bored real okay. fast.
0: Okay, but this is like a side job then. This is enough money to to it'll get you by. It'll get you traveling the whole United States. Like You can take an airplane and you can go on like five-star hotels, all for just showing your feet on OnlyFans.
1: No, need Not a challenge. Interview. Can do it. Won't do it.
0: I like that. No. That's good. Yeah. There's so got- many people out there. I know you've seen it. There's a lot of comedians, too, that are on OnlyFans.
1: Oh, yeah. Good for them. Go after it. Get your yeah. money. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, for <laughs> sure.
0: So talk to me about your podcast. That's that's next in line here. I want to know about that. You're a co-host?
1: Yes. I co host it with a fellow, fellow comedian and a notorious stepsister, Lace Larrabee, um she we just she was doing a bit online about the time when she'd been cheated on she went through his phone and it's a it's a hilarious bit and i was dating a comic at the time i went through his phone and i called him and i called her i was like i pulled a lace layer i called him i caught him oh, and geez. we just were like what if we did a podcast about this um we i mean was it around been-
0: the same time that you guys both caught them cheating
1: no hers hers no. have been years i mean she oh, okay. was with her husband at that point and they've been together for like seven years. This is a relationship before that. Um, but you know, I, I remembered the bit and yeah, so we, I mean, we've, it's been like we've just learned and grown as we've gone. I think it's been two and a half years now. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just grown and grown and and we'll never run out of guests because people will never stop cheating. You're right. Yeah. And we've heard, and we some are just hilarious and like more maybe sh- like shallow end of the of the cheating spectrum and they're maybe they're funnier. Some are super deep and you know there's you know. So do
0: people submit to be on your show? Like they yeah. submit their story? And yeah, then we've got guys- a hotline
1: that they no call. No way, uh-huh, are you And they serious? tell us a teaser. Yeah, we said we don't want to hear the whole story because <laughs> we want to hear it live. Tell us a teaser oh that's fucking awesome yeah it's <laughs> great
0: first time caller long time listener
1: mm-hmm. yeah or, or people will tag us in people's tiktoks that's we get yeah. a lot of guests that way too
0: yeah that's fantastic been going strong happy to hear that well hey let's go ahead and wrap it up it's been an hour um i appreciate you so much for doing this it was a lot of fun thank you thank you thank you um take this time to you know uh, shout out your social media, any upcoming shows, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, for yeah. sure. Um, Chicago. I don't – I really like to do some Chicago
0: shows. come to Chicago? Come to Chicago. I'll support you.
1: I need to. I really want to soon. I don't have anything on the books right now. Uh, okay, social media. Instagram and TikTok is it's Catherine Blanford hard to say when people are like, what's your Instagram name? And I go, it's, it's Catherine Blayford. It starts <laughs> with it, so You get it. Um, the, that's my main, my main two favorite social medias. my podcast is called Chidi's Podcast. We're on Instagram too. Um, what do I have coming up? You know, some of my tours might get changed because of some other stuff on the books. But if not, um, some major ones coming up, I'll be in Charleston Thursday, July 7th. Ooh, and, you know, go to my website. I'm in Florida. I'm in Texas. I'm in North Carolina. I'm in Charlotte. It's a lot of southeast shows at the moment. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Okay. And we'll end like this. Does size matter? Mm, yes. All right. There we go. All you insecure people out there. Keep trying. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate you. Damn. Later, everybody.